The sisters were getting used to each other just as Rachel left for England. Pat found it hard to share her mother's and had not really gelled with her sister. Kathleen and Rachel had much more in common. Kathleen would miss Rachel. Nothing in Kathleen's life seemed stable. Pat was quite jealous of Kathleen. Kathleen couldn't imagine why. She came home to find her best dress a mess. Pat having worn it to work that day. Pat, I wanted to wear that tonight. I'm going out with the girls. I only, If only Pat would ask, thought Kathleen, she could have had any other dress. It would make life so much easier. Kathleen had learned in the orphanage not to touch anybody else's belongings. A lesson Pat, it seemed, had not learned. Kathleen bought a lock for her wardrobe the next lunchtime. She had enough money to buy her coat at last. She would buy it on Friday, but not wear it till Christmas. She had finished her top and had it wrapped up in tissue paper. She had made a lovely navy skirt in work, and now she was ready for the big night out. One morning, very close to Christmas, Anne, who was also a very quiet girl working with Kathleen, followed Kathleen into the cloakroom. Kathleen, will you please ask Patty where we're going on our Christmas night out? I don't really mind where we're going, said Kathleen. Please ask, said Anna. So Kathleen did. We're going up the swan's arse collecting feathers, said Patty. The white swan laundry was next door. Everybody let out a sigh of relief. It had started out as a joke. Patty couldn't believe how long it took Kathleen to ask where they were going. Anne said she would never have asked if I hadn't asked her to. There's no night out, exclaimed Kathleen. Well, we have all saved with you, so I guess we're having a girl's night out. That night they all met under Cleary's clock in O'Connell Street. The window was full of a Christmas wonderland. The girls spent time going from window to window. One of the windows was a snowstorm, Santy on his sledge with lots of presents in a big sack flying through the night sky, full of bright twinkling stars. The next was Santy's workshop, but the one the girls liked the best was the one that told the story of the little match girl. They were going to have a meal in Forte's Italian cafe further up the street. I see you're wearing your sister's coat tonight, said Bridie. I am not. This is the first time it's been worn. It's my new Christmas coat. Looks very like the one I've seen your sister wearing, cycling her bicycle. Kathleen could not believe what she was hearing. She said, wait till I get my hands on Pat when I get home. There was no going for the cheap thing on the menu tonight. They were all going for the one-on-one followed by a knickerbocker glory. The plates arrived with the biggest portion of battered cod and chips they had ever seen. Bridie said, Pass the salt and vinegar. I'm ready for this. 
Kathleen smiled. Patty, Pat's a handful. Don't let her ruin your night, said Patty. That she certainly is not going to do, said Kathleen, smiling back at Patty. As they sat chatting back and forward, Kathleen could not have been happier. It was now time for the Knickerbocker glories to arrive. The tall glasses crammed with tinned fruit cocktail, red jelly, green jelly, ice cream, more fruit cocktail, more ice cream, fresh whipped cream, chocolate syrup and hundreds and thousands, a rainbow of colour. The spoons were even longer than the glass. It would take the rest of the evening to eat it. They would have to walk home. When Kathleen got home, she said nothing to Pat about the coat. Instead, she went into the bedroom to take a look at her wardrobe. The lock was still shiny and new. It didn't look like it had been picked. She stood just looking at it for a while. Then she saw the scrape marks on the floor. She quietly pulled the wardrobe away from the wall. She could see where Pat had removed the screws from the backboard of the wardrobe. It was just hanging on by the grace of God. OK, Pat, thought Kathleen, I'll sort you out tomorrow. As Pat worked in the bakery, she was always first to leave the house in and first home. As soon as Pat left the next morning, Kathleen went into the kitchen to find some cardboard and a pen. By the fire was a basket with sticks and cardboard. She took a nice big piece and went to the kitchen table where she found her mother's pen and began to write in big letters. Gotcha. She poked two holes in the brown cardboard and went over to the cream dresser drawer where she knew her mother kept string. Back to the table, she made a loop with the string. She went back to the drawer to find a wood tack. She was ready to head back into the bedroom. She pulled the ward about again and tacked the sign with great satisfaction. She smiled, sorted without one harsh word. The wardrobe now back in place, she got her key and opened it. She went back into the kitchen and got a couple of cloth bags that they used for shopping. Back in the bedroom, she folded her best coat. It was the, it was the bluebell colour of her eyes with a full swing shape and black velvet collar and cuffs. In another bag, she put clothes. She put other clothes she had been saving and hadn't worn yet. She wondered how often Pat had. She left the house and went to the pawn shop near the Ruby Jewelers that was beside the pro-cathedral church. She went in and asked if she could pawn the clothes. The man behind the counter said, if they're in good condition and clean. He took them out of the bag. Wow, these are nice. Are you sure? Just for a few days, I will be buying them back. Leave them and each week you will have to pay more. How much do you need? He said. A pound, said Kathleen. I know they're worth more than that. You won't have them long, she said. 
he handed her the pound and said, Goes up threepence a week. She left the pawn shop satisfied. Did you kill Pat last night? asked Bridie. The girls gathered around Kathleen. I did much better than that, said Kathleen. She told them of her morning's adventures. It's worth threepence. I wish I could be a fly in the wall so I could see her face, said Patty. Yeah, said Annie. If she says anything, she'll be hanging herself. The foreman came into the sewing room. He was a short, overweight man. Kathleen didn't like the way he looked at her. He shouted, more work, less chatter. The girls headed to their knitting machines. <laughs>